This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. President Joe Biden's pick to head up the Environmental Protection Agency had his confirmation hearing on Capitol Hill today and offered key insights on how he'll approach important farm policy issues. EPA Administrator nominee Michael Regan appeared before the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee this afternoon. Broadly speaking, he pledged to follow scientific direction and the rule of law in coordination with efforts at federal, state, and local levels. Specifically on the renewable fuel standard, Regan pledged to take a no-surprises approach to governing the program. You have my commitment that we will take a look at the RFS program and we will introduce some transparency into that program. Uh, We will let science lead us and we will follow the letter of the law as it was intended for that program. President Biden has not been shy that agriculture will have a seat at the table as we tackle climate. And he's been uh, specifically focused on biofuels and advanced biofuels. Many in farm policy expect the Biden administration to take another look at the waters of the U.S. issue and the Trump administration's rewrite, the Navigable Waters Protection Rule. Regan says the subject requires an achievable balancing act. I don't believe that we have to sacrifice water quality at the expense of making sure that farmers, especially small farmers, have a fighting chance in this economy. I believe that you can do both. And what I saw with the 2019 rule was a rollback that went even further back than presidents of both of our parties. And so what I'm hopeful for is that we don't have to go with the slingshot approach, that we can look for a common ground where we give the farming community and the environmental community some certainty. Regan has the backing of many farm groups and is expected to be confirmed once his nomination clears the committee. Steve Davies has more on the hearing in his coverage on agripulse.com. There's further resolution to a long-running legal battle over glyphosate. Bayer announced today an agreement with plaintiff counsel to address future cases over the use of glyphosate sold under the trade name Roundup and potential connection to non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Under the settlement, Bayer will commit up to $2 billion to support claims and programs covered under the agreement. Over the next four years, eligible recipients could receive up to $200,000 if diagnosed with NHL. A separate $50 million fund will also be created to address extraordinary cases where payments over the $200,000 cutoff may be appropriate. Overall, the Plaintiff Council says the settlement provides for compensation, notice, outreach, diagnostic assistance, scientific research, and legal services for a class of plaintiffs bringing claims over Roundup exposure. Bears Council calls the agreement part of a holistic solution designed to provide further closure to the Monsanto Roundup litigation. Steve Davies has more in his story on agripulse.com. Finally today, a new report explores the needs of the nation's bridges. Agripulse's Ben Nolly has more. The Soy Transportation Coalition has identified 20 innovations to improve rural America's bridges in a recent report. STC Executive Director Mike Steenhuck says one example is using retired railroad flat cars to replace a rural short-span bridge. This is something that has, again, it's been affirmed by the engineering community. It is in practice in a number of areas, but not widespread. And in doing so, you can replace a rural bridge for $100,000, $120,000 versus $300,000 plus. Steenhook says that would be a 50 to 60 percent cost savings. While state and local municipalities will utilize these methods, Steenhook says the federal government can set the tone for how taxpayer dollars are spent. I think the federal government can really play a meaningful role in emphasizing 
preservation, maintenance, employing and embracing innovative approaches for doing things for a fraction of the cost, again, without compromising safety to any degree. The coalition assembled 13 bridge engineers and experts from the 13 states that make up STC to help identify the concepts. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. In 2020, the Farm Bureau family gave $5.4 million and 1.4 million pounds of food to food banks, food pantries, and pandemic relief programs while growing food that feeds America. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.